Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Over the last number of days, we have been looking at how the church is the body of Christ on the earth today. And just as Jesus walked on earth 2,000 years ago and expressed himself through his physical body, so Christ is in the world today and he's expressing himself through the physical body of his church. 1 Corinthians 12 tells us that we are the body of Christ and members individually. The church the people that are gathered together, that have a relationship with Christ, our head, and with each other through the spiritual connections that we have heart to heart. We really need to see this because our receiving from God today very much hinges on whether we will receive from his body, the church. Just as when Jesus walked on earth, if they wanted to be healed, they needed to go where the body of Christ was, and he reached out his hand and he touched them. So today, if we want to touch God, we need to come to where his body is. And today, that is where his church is, where his body is today. And he has placed everyone in that body with different giftings, different abilities, so that they can manifest the life of Christ. And we saw in previous days that when Jesus was on earth 2,000 years ago, they didn't recognize him as the Son of God. They were offended at his physical body. Many had seen him grow up, and they saw him in the different stages of growth. They recognized him by his occupation. He was the carpenter. And the scripture says that as a result, he couldn't do very many works there. They missed the fullness of what God would have done in their midst because they couldn't see that God was manifest in that physical body. And so we went on and we talked how the same recognition problem is in the church today. Many people despise the church because they just see it as a collection of people, their friends, their neighbors, people that are very much like them and say, now how can they help me? How can spiritual realities be imparted to me through these people? But we saw yesterday that Christ really does see the church as his body. As Saul was persecuting the church and going into homes and arresting people and pulling them off and throwing them into prison, when he goes down to Damascus, a light shines out of heaven, knocks him off his donkey, and a voice says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he says, Who art thou, Lord? And the voice said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And as we said, Paul could have thought, I haven't persecuted Jesus. I never touched his physical body. No, he may not have touched the body of Jesus as he walked on this earth, but he was touching the body of Jesus by arresting these men and women and throwing them into prison. And Jesus equated what Saul did to the church as doing it unto him. And Jesus calls him on this. And he's struck blind, and he actually has to submit to these same people, this church, through Ananias and others, who came to him and ministered salvation to him, so that he could be born again and become the great 
preacher and apostle that God intended him to be. God works through his body. He works through the church, the local church. You know we know this on some level in our mind, but it is very hard for us to constantly live in this reality, recognizing other people that are with us in the church and realizing that God can use them to minister his life to us. Well, the church is so normal. The church is so natural. In fact, the church makes all kinds of blunders. I don't know whether you have heard the collection of church bulletin bloopers that have been compiled, but I have one list in front of me here, and it points out to us how we are just normal and natural, and we make mistakes. Here are some actual announcements from church bulletins, and I'm just going to read through these one after the other. Here's the first. Don't let worry kill you. Let the church help. Thursday night, potluck supper. Prayer and medication to follow. Remember in prayer the many who are sick of our church and community. For those of you who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs. Thursday at 5 p.m. there will be a meeting of the Little Mothers Club. All ladies wishing to be little mothers will meet with the pastor in his study. Another said, This being Easter Sunday, we will ask Mrs. Lewis to come forward and lay an egg on the altar. Next Sunday, a special collection will be taken to defray the cost of the new carpet. All those wishing to do something on the new carpet will come forward and do so. A bean supper will be held on Tuesday evening in the church hall. Music will follow. At the evening service tonight, the sermon topic will be what is hell? Come early and listen to our choir practice. The preacher will preach his farewell message after which the choir will sing, Break Forth with Joy. During the absence of our pastor, we enjoyed the rare privilege of hearing a good sermon when a neighboring pastor supplied our pulpit. The Reverend Adams spoke briefly, much to the delight of his audience. And the last one, the 8th graders will be presenting Shakespeare's Hamlet in the church basement on Friday at 7 p.m. The congregation is invited to attend this tragedy. I'm sure if you've attended church, you could add to that list of bloopers that we have seen in church bulletins. And they cause us to smile. But you know it underlines the point that I'm trying to make here. The church is so normal. It's so natural. It is so ordinary that we miss many times that one of the prime ways that God ministers to us is through these imperfect people. And we need to have a respect for one another that many times we don't. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus gave a teaching that really underlines this point to us. And let me read a little bit of it to you. Verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, 
and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Now notice what the next verse says. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. In this portion of scripture, they were receiving the rewards for feeding Christ when he was hungry and giving him a drink when he was thirsty. And when he was naked, they clothed him. And when he was sick, they visited him. And they said, we don't remember ever doing this to you. And he said, if you've done this to the very least of your brethren, you've done it unto me. Do you see the connection here? That what we do to one another, Christ sees us doing it to him. Now, that's the positive side. But then, to really emphasize this point and underline it so we do not miss the point of this, he goes on and says, Then he will say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in, naked and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. I tell you, if there is ever a portion of Scripture that causes us to respect and honor and minister to one another and realize that what we do, we are doing is unto Christ, it is this portion of Scripture. And it is not just to the worthy in the church that we should do this. Someone that we would say, we need to really take care of this person because they show the character of Christ and they really are doing what's right. No, we're to do it to those that are the least. I would think the least in the kingdom of God would be the one that is the most immature, the one that is the weakest, the one that bothers us and irritates us, the one that we have trouble getting along with, the one that we think is the least like Christ. Jesus said, if you've done it unto that one, you have done it unto me. Have you heard the story of the man who said he gave all that he had to God? He said, what I do when I cash my check, I throw my money up in the air and I say, God, whatever you want, you keep. And whatever you don't, let it fall back down to me. You see, what God wants that man to do is not just throw it up in the air, but to give his money to the church. Give it where it can be used for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. But we do this with more than our money. We throw our love up into the air and say, Lord, we love you but we don't love our brother and sister. We say, Lord, I want to serve you, and we throw our service up in the air, but we don't serve the ones that are around us. We say, Lord, I belong to you, but we don't belong to his body that's around us. God is wanting us to see the connection that to love him we're to love our brother and sisters. To belong to him and to serve him, we need to belong and serve our brother and sister. Jesus said, If you have done it unto the least of these, your brethren, you have done it unto me. While our time is gone, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now.
Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.